Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there. Welcome in for this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber. This is episode 13, and I'm excited you've tuned in today because today I want to talk all about the morning routine. And I don't just mean my morning routine because if I'm being 100% honest, I am in no way a morning person. Never have been and likely never will be. I thought this might make for a good podcast topic because as a new mom, I had no idea how important a morning routine would become or how it would evolve over time. And I definitely had no idea how tough it would be to create or how happy it would make me when I got everyone ready and out the door on time. My girls are 8 and 11, so we are nearly to the point where they can be trusted to do a majority of their morning routine independently. With each milestone of theirs, it meant that my morning had to adjust. From nursing and changing diapers before buckling into car seats, to now packing lunches and watching the bus pick them up at the corner, The routine has pivoted many times, and we still have a ways to go. Fortunately or unfortunately, a mom's morning routine can make or break the day. I want to talk through some of the successes and fails as the morning routine has evolved as we have transitioned through different ages and stages. Before I go back to the baby stage, I want to give a couple of quick disclaimers. First, please understand that at the end of the day, you need to do what is best for you and your family. What worked or is working for me as a working mom with two kids in elementary school and a partner at home to share the responsibilities might not be your reality. You will also notice through listening to this podcast that I don't talk about things like self-care, morning coffee, or exercise. It doesn't mean they're not important. The reality is that I just haven't prioritized those things to be part of my mornings at any age or stage yet. I actually don't even drink coffee, so creating time for a quiet cup is not necessarily for me. I've definitely experimented with morning workouts or quiet reading time, but nothing I've stuck to. It also might have to do with the fact that I'm not a morning person. So if I get any extra time, it's going to be spent under my covers with my eyes closed. A key discovery I made in reflecting on the evolution of my morning routine is that regardless of all the different variables... It all comes down to math. Every day is just a series of math problems. Subtracting each to-do from the time we need to leave the house to ultimately get to the time the alarm needs to go off. So with that, I invite you to go back in time with me. I'm a bit removed from the baby stage, but if you are deep in it right now, you are likely desperate for two days to go the same. I was given a lot of advice about the importance of a bedtime routine for babies, but not much was mentioned about a morning routine. I remember feeling desperate to establish some sort of schedule, but also that the morning was completely dependent on how the night hours unfolded. When my maternity leave came to a close, I had to get a baby and myself up and moving each morning to get to work somewhere around 8 a.m. Regardless of how many times we were up during the night, 
My husband and I both had jobs to get to at a reasonable hour. The math equation started with the time we needed to get to work. I then subtracted the commute time from daycare, the drop-off timing, the commute to the daycare, and then waking, feeding, changing of the baby, then my own morning needs like shower, dress, and whatever else I considered the bare minimum to be presentable for the day. Basically, I was waking somewhere around 5.30 a.m. By the time we got to a good place with a few solid stretches of sleep at night, that was about the time I figured out that everything worked best if I got myself ready first. I remember a lot of trial and error to minimize the amount of time I would need in the morning for myself. But I relied on the monitor and had to learn to trust that if she woke while I was getting ready, she was just fine in her crib. Or my husband could manage while I did everything necessary for myself first. I also learned that feeding her before we left the house was a non-negotiable. Either me nursing or me pumping while dad fed her with a bottle. She needed to fill up and I needed to be empty for the workday to start right. If we skipped a step related to feeding, both of us would be thrown off for the whole day. In the early stages of working motherhood, I wish someone would have told me about all of the bags. Seriously, there are so many bags to prep and carry. First, you have the daycare supplies, which, depending on what your center provides, could include just bottles, but it could be a lot more. Then there is your own bag for work, like a laptop bag or backpack, and then your purse, and maybe a lunch bag. Then if you're nursing, there's the bag with your pump and supplies. By the time baby number two was born, my husband took on the role of pump part prepper. I would put the parts in the sink after my middle of the night use, and he would take care of washing, drying, and packing up for me in the a.m., All I had to do was remember the bag itself. I don't think I've ever loved him more than when he took on that responsibility. The next stage that required a pivot in the morning routine was about what I call the three-nager stage. By this point, we had a solid nighttime routine that allowed for an easier morning wake-up for all of us. One thing that stayed the same was that I still made every effort to get up first and get myself totally ready before waking the sleeping princess. I was very intentional about planning the night routine to allow for me to have to wake her for the day versus her waking before I was ready. One big consideration at this age is the math equation needs to be expanded. I found it much more difficult to manage because at this age, the little ones now have this thing called independence. You have to allow extra time for a fit of some kind, like the socks will be taken off at least four times or the shoes won't be right or she can put her jacket on herself. I felt like it was always something, and whatever it was resulted in rushing around to get to daycare and then sprinting into work like a crazy person. On the other hand, a major plus to the toddler age is that the number of bags needed for the day was significantly less. We chose a childcare center that provided meals and snacks and nearly everything needed for their day was kept in their cubbies each week. That meant I had to remember a few extra thing on Mondays but for the most part, I only had my own bag to worry about. The toddler to preschool stage was actually really valuable for developing a couple of really good habits that served us well when we added a second child and also heading into elementary school. The independence added a little bit of unpredictability, but it also meant she could entertain herself if necessary. The most valuable lesson we learned in this stage is that breakfast does not need to be complicated. In fact, if the daycare or school provides breakfast, then we didn't really need to spend time on it at home. The best thing we could do is find something she could eat on the way, like fruit or yogurt stick, cereal bar, or even a plain waffle or pancake. 
being forced to eat after waking up has never worked in our house. So we found creative ways to get around that. Rather than waking up extra early, we went for the things the kids like that could be eaten during the car ride. There was a time I considered buying stock in Eggo because frozen breakfast items is all they would eat, and so we let them. As a mom of two growing girls, one of my least favorite things to do is discover that they have grown out of yet another pair of pants or find another shirt that is just a little too tight. Who has the time or energy to take kids shopping, especially when entering a store is a health hazard these days? That's why I love Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is a subscription service that delivers styles that you choose to your exact sizes right to your door. It makes shopping for the whole family super easy, even the kids. I did a box for each girl before the start of the school year and they loved everything. I put in their sizes, favorite styles, even school wardrobe requirements, and got five to six items for each girl that were just right. Want to give Stitch Fix a try? Save $25 off your first order with a special offer from Motherhood Merged. Visit com forward slash podcast for details. The next evolution of our morning routine came at kindergarten. Real school, which meant riding a real school bus and a drastic change to our morning math. Just like our work days are all different, every school seems to run on a different schedule. Where we are now, the bus comes to pick up the kids for elementary school at 6.45 a.m. and their school day starts at 7.30. This is actually considerably earlier than what we had been doing with the daycare drop-off. I will say that having one kid getting on the school bus and one kid still going to daycare is not as much fun or as easy to manage as having them both on the same schedule. We went through that scenario for three years. It definitely took some teamwork and flexibility into our schedules. My husband has to leave earlier, so I was able to shift my arrival time back at this point, so I got to work closer to nine. This allowed us both to get the older one up and out to the bus, then get ourselves ready and me to get the little one to daycare. It was when our child started kindergarten that we did what could possibly be considered our greatest accomplishment. It was completely unintentional, but it definitely stemmed from my habit of waking them up versus having them up before us. We wanted to allow for the most sleep possible for our later-to-bed girls, so we wake them as late as possible in the morning. This means there's absolutely no time for any extracurriculars in the morning. We go from wake-up to bus stop in no more than 30 minutes. There's no lounging in PJs, no TV or iPads, or any other toys in the morning. It's all business. We use the nighttime to put backpacks together and discuss clothing options. I can't even tell you how valuable this has been for us and continues to be. Our kids honestly only know this way, so they don't complain or even ask for TV while they eat breakfast. My husband and I are a well-oiled machine with our roles and responsibilities in the short time frame. I handle the wake-ups upstairs while he makes lunches and gets their breakfast together downstairs. He double-checks the bags while I do the hair and everyone is off. Now that both girls are in school and we no longer have to travel to a daycare as part of our routine, I am the one with the shift in the morning schedule. Alarms go off at 6.15 and I don't get myself into the shower until they're on the school bus. I still aim to get to work between 8.30 and 9, but there are times when I need to be in early and I can get myself ready while they eat breakfast or occasionally get up and be ready before I wake them, but that's no longer the norm. My husband has added gym time to the morning, so he'll either get up super early and go to the gym and then come home to make their lunches and get ready for the day, or go right after they get on the bus. He is clearly the morning person in our house. 
This is where my morning routine sits right now. Does every morning go off without a hitch? Definitely not. With two girls, sometimes there's wardrobe drama or hair drama or forgot to charge their Chromebook drama, but sticking to a routine they are comfortable with and have some control over has minimized the stress. When they were younger, I often felt like I had fought a million battles before I even sat down at my desk. I was jealous of the coworkers who looked so well put together and who were so upbeat first thing in the morning. I had to remind myself that I had already put in several hours before 8 a.m. For a while, it was my least favorite thing about motherhood. Then we got smarter. After much trial and error, we learned what works for us. We stick to the same routine, minimize the amount of time the kids have to get distracted. It really doesn't matter if it's the kids to school, me to work, kids to an appointment, or dad to the airport. It's all the same on a weekday. There are three very specific things I can point to that have allowed us to get to a place where the morning schedule is automatic. Every Sunday, typically at breakfast, we discuss the plan of attack for the week. We go over every day in detail, including meals, activities, and obligations for each family member out of the ordinary events or schedule changes. We review newsletters sent from school to know what the week ahead looks like and check backpacks for rogue assignments or any notes. We track down anything that's needed for the week and put the bags together and leave them at our kitchen island. It takes an average of 20 minutes on Sunday to accomplish this when we do it together. The second tip to ensure morning success is all about you. How will you take care of you? Knowing how you need or prefer to get yourself ready determines your morning routine. Think about what your morning routine would look like if you weren't rushing to get kids off to school or daycare or an appointment. Ask yourself a few questions. How long does it take you to get yourself ready in the morning? Does it look the same every day or does it vary? Do you want to be completely ready before you wake kids? Can you get ready after they are gone? Do you have other self-care rituals in the morning like journaling, working out, meditation, or maybe just a cup of coffee in silence? You need to consider how any and all of these things will impact your morning schedule. Doing too much in the morning is when things get stressful. By separating your routine from the kids' routine, from your partner's routine, it'll be easier to see how they can overlap or maybe shouldn't overlap. The goal is to wake up ready to tackle the morning, not run at it like your hair is on fire. Consider also the things about a morning routine that can really be the most stressful for you. If you have a child that is very particular about her clothes and has trouble making decisions, you might choose to tackle that battle before bed. If you have a nursing baby, you might do your best to develop feeding time habits that fall in the window of time just before you need to leave the house. You know what they say, failing to plan is a plan to fail. The final tip to set your morning routine up for success is to create dedicated roles and responsibilities. If there are multiple responsible parties in the house, how can you share the responsibilities to help ensure everything gets done? Make kids be responsible for themselves when it's possible. Even toddlers can have a role in accountability. Maybe it's something small like putting their dirty clothes in the basket or finding their own shoes and bringing them to you. Those tasks may not be all that helpful, but it gives them something to do while you can focus on the real needs. As the kids get older, the responsibility can increase to more functional tasks, like packing their own lunch or ensuring the backpack has everything necessary for the day. Even if you are the only adult in the house, you don't need to bear the weight of the morning routine. Think critically about how each person, including the kids, can contribute. Even if the way they contribute is to eat breakfast at the table while you feed the baby, or it's packing the bags the night before so there's no room for arguing in the morning. 
The only thing predictable about kids is that they are unpredictable. Keeping a very quick morning routine is what has worked best for us. The girls can't get into arguments over toys or electronics if they know they aren't part of the morning plan. We got there through trial and error and planning. If you want to have time to clean the kitchen or do a load of laundry in the morning, make the time for it. If you want to occupy your toddler with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse while you shower, then plan around the show. The evolution of my morning routine as a mother still has a ways to go. Next year, we'll have one in middle school, so we'll need to pivot again with different schedules for bus pickups. But also, I'm looking forward to their growing independence. The morning routine is just a lot of trial and error. What works for one mom might not work for the next, but it's easier to not have to reinvent the wheel every time you encounter something new. You can take a tip from this mom or a fail from this mom and create something that works for you, and you do it until it doesn't work anymore, and then you start the process over. If you're looking for some help with your morning routine, I created a simple worksheet called Morning Routine Math, and it's a very simple way to calculate your AM timeline. Page one asks you to do some basic math to determine which elements are part of your routine and how long they take to complete. Then, once you get an idea of the time needs to complete your morning routine, page two is designed to help you make your routine as efficient as possible. To get this free download, just find me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Kraber and DM me with the words morning math. I'll deliver it right to you. You might have a different timeline for your workday or a different childcare arrangement, or kids going different directions. But I hope you've created a morning routine that works for you and your family. And remember, do what's working for you as long as it works, and then make some adjustments when necessary. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.